We are live from a basement in Chesterfield for On The Button MMA. What's um, up, what's up, motherfuckers? That's Ben Moffat and Brandon Pankey. Let's just jump into it. All right, all right. Here um, to talk about some UFC. Had a pretty good card last night. Yeah, for a, a low, like, not a lot of name value card. It was a good card. I just wish fun. I could have seen more of it. No, you got to stop. <laughs> Goddamn <Saturdays>. jobs. <laughs> No Saturdays for this guy. I get to watch all of them. And just per usual, it's like I looked away for five seconds in the main event, and I looked back, and everyone's Korean zombie, and I'm like, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> every single every time. single time I look away right when someone gets knocked out. I've watched you watch like 25 minutes of a main event, and then the 26th <laughs> minute was a knockout. So <laughs> it's as soon as I glance away, but. uh um, yeah, and yeah. Bermudez rocked him too. Yeah, that was uh, that was. I was like, oh snap, he might actually win this. But Brian Stan caught that too because he was he was like, so it was over three years. It was like August yeah. of what thirteen. Yeah, when he fought uh, Jose Aldo. Was it for the really? That was for the belt. Yep. Wow, that, they probably that was way before. He's only twenty nine. He looks like he's like forty five. <laughs> well, he's Japanese, so yeah, he I know. Like There's no way we could tell. <laughs> but. Yeah, with that long off, I mean, he was, it was military service, and he trained every single day still. Yeah, that's true. But it's, I'm sure it couldn't be as good as when he wasn't serving his training. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, right when Bermuda's landed that right hand, you could see his... His, he, his knees buckled, like, just a little bit, but like, it's he, just got, he just went full zombie mode. <laughs> that's what's crazy, is his chin, because he, he could take more than that and just... Not really be affected, but you could tell that first shot. It's like, whoa, okay, no, no, this is a fight. It's yeah. been a while, and uh, uh, that's going to be exciting to see what they do next with him. Because yeah. definitely another top ten guy. They'll probably just shoot him straight up the ladder, but it's so backed up in the featherweight division. Oh yeah, they might just be looking for like fun fights, maybe like a Cub Swanson or something. Well, that's a that was a good way to make himself stand out as a fun fight. Oh yeah. That was this was this that card was, was so beautiful. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> so many guys like their natural instinct is like just to like cringe up and yeah, they always get knocked out on uppercuts. It always happens. Yeah, was he going for a takedown? Almost. It was. It was no, he was trying to easy. duck. He thought he was coming with an overhand, and he tried to duck it. That's beautiful. He. Uh, it was. It was the kind of card where it was a bunch of names that I wasn't really excited to see. And every single fight made me excited. <laughs> every like, single fight. Most. I heard of that. All the uh, yeah, there's a couple <laughs> snoozers in the middle. Like that Saint Pru. Yep, I thought was, he was gonna end up finishing him, but I was about to say that Saint Pru. That I heard it was just an awful fight. I had the feels about it because. So we went five rounds with John Jones. Yeah. But John Jones didn't really push. No, he just, he played it safe because it was his first fight back in a little bit, and he knew he, he could win that way. Well, St. He was pulling some GSP shit and doing just enough to win, but not which, really going for a finish. Which is St. Prue's style, yeah. but in a less effective way. Mm -hmm. And, like, hindsight, well, I think I didn't commit to taking the underdog pick on that one because I had no idea about this. Yeah, guy. I knew nothing about him. He was about to fight for... He saw the last-minute uh, add-in yeah. replacement for uh, Jan Blachowicz. Yeah, I like that yeah. fight, too. But 
this guy, he was two weeks away from fighting in Titan. So oh, yeah. it was, you know, he was still prepared to fight. Decent organization. Quick. Oh, the problem was, though, he is... No, that was Fortuna. Fortuna was, <laughs> was um, like, he fights at middleweight. Does he? Fortuna. And he took that last second. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just way over it. Yeah, okay. I yeah, I was going to say, he weighed in at 210, I think. Yeah, these two newcomers. He came out and said that he was going to fight at light heavy, though. Yeah, which... So, we'll see how, if that lasts, but... From what I heard about the guy, he was planning to go from middle to light heavy yeah. in his other organization. Oh, okay. So, but yeah. OSP, he just... So, who'd he beat? Shogun Hua. Big name. Mm-hmm. Cool. Did he beat Glover, or did Glover beat him? Glover beat him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that because I picked OSP after a couple <laughs> exciting fights, and this is the thing. he, he can't just got handle destroyed. And uh, not at all. If he doesn't land that knockout, that's mm-hmm. he can't. His cardio is not there. Yeah. By the third round, these two guys were just kind of trying to stand up, mm-hmm. not even really throwing. It was it was ugly. And uh, I heard I heard the Vic Trujillo fight wasn't what we wanted it to be. It was. Vic's, it was literally down to the fact that Vic started to train with people to optimize his length. Mm-hmm. And he really did. He, he looked way better than he ever has with his length. That's good. Um, his arms are so long, man. He's, that's what, lightweight? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's what, like 6'1", 6'2"? Mm-hmm. Lightweight, that's insane. But it was, it's, it's still like that slender man look when you got your arms <laughs> that much longer than... Yeah, and one of the problems with Cowboy when he was cutting down, being taller than everybody, is it leaves you open to body shots. Yeah, and Trujillo just couldn't get in, and that was another, like, it wasn't just the the fact that he could put in a darts choke in, you know, half a second because his arms just wrapped all the way around Trujillo, but yeah. it was the fact that he was using the jabs in such an efficient way with that reach to keep Trujillo from ever getting in the pocket. Yeah. But uh, and Grasso disappointed. I, I I had a feeling that she wouldn't come to fight because she's young, inexperienced. It's what her second or third fight in the UFC. Second fight. Second fight in the UFC, and she just got in her own head, especially with Herrig. Seemed to be pushing the pace a little more early and controlling the distance. And Grasso was just trying to like throw out random kicks because. She didn't really know how to close the distance. I think the issue with that one was, and the reason I had, you know, a feeling about that one being an upset is, so she was, she's definitely striker. Yeah. Okay. And uh, even though uh, she didn't disappoint on the ground either, I mean, she was reversing. Yeah. Harry only shot a couple takedowns, but she reversed them a couple times and was able to avoid any damage on the ground. Yeah, exactly. After the fight. With yeah. Herrig's, like, how she's done as a grappler in her career so far. That's what she's saying is, I'm a striker first, but everyone mm-hmm. remembers the submission, so they think of me as a wrestler. Yeah. So, but I don't know how much of it was the fact that she wanted to show that she could strike with this chick that everyone said was going to outstrike her, mm-hmm. or the fact that she took her down a couple of times and Grasso very intelligently got out of these situations with pretty much ease, so. I think it was more that she trained to strike, and... That's what she felt more comfortable doing. And, I mean, 
we can't really say anything about it because she did exactly what she said she was going to do. Yeah, I, it was a it was a situation where I think that might have been right. for, yeah first time that for this little Mexican girl every single time Grasso came in yeah. with any combination mm-hmm. that overhand right was landing the counter and she couldn't do anything about it. it she did yeah she just would get hit and like not know how to react to it. Yeah, it was probably a first time for her. You know, undefeated before this, so she faced adversity. Harry just outclassed her. She also had that face where it's like, there's no way you can be a fighter, but so does Choi, <laughs> and that guy surprises. So. <laughs> Baby face. Uh, yeah, I had that. Superboy. She also looks like she's at least twelve or younger. <laughs> but, so. I I don't know if they'd let her fight here. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but uh, and also that that round tree knockout that was that was nice. It was. Um, yeah. I you never see that. You never see guys throwing knees uh, to react to takedowns. But I think that's effective. I mean, I guess it's probably more just play it safe and try to stuff it and get out of it. But that was he almost got a little lucky. <laughs> Especially with that uh, second one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Coming we're, pretty close about to that the... being an illegal knee. Yeah. Because he had, at that point, he had the right knee definitely down, left knee could have been down, and mm-hmm. a right hand. So that's because he was limp as fuck, because he knocked him out. But Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were talking about takedowns earlier and throwing knees, and the fact that if that knee doesn't put him out, you gave up the takedown. Something that on that takedown, he was up against the cage, so... It actually, his back was to the cage, and then yeah. he threw the knee. In so, that yeah, that's, that's that, beautiful. Yeah, that's probably exactly what you would want to do. Yeah. That's uh, safer than out in the middle of the ring. The fight past prelims really delivered. I, I cannot remember right now what the second one was, but <laughs> was it, was, say, it, was, it was my pick for fight of the night before the Andrade fight. And that Andrade fight was a war. I wish I'd seen it. She she like it clearly won all three rounds, but Angela Hill, who went on to Invicta, became champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was from the Ultimate Fighter. And this was another you know striker versus grappler, but it never went to the ground. It was just <laughs> Angela Hill knows no one can knock her out basically, so she <laughs> just keeps coming in. And man, Angela Hill got tagged like yeah. the whole fight and never never even buckled. So. It was impressive on both ends. Uh, Andrade says after the fight, um, you know, now I'm the uncrowned, but I am the Invicta champ, so now I'm going to be the UFC champ. <laughs> because Angel <laughs> yeah, Hill Yeah, she's was, definitely getting the next shot, that's for sure. I honestly think she's got Joanna's number. I don't know. Um, I'd have to go watch that fight again, but the only problem she's going to have is the reach disadvantage because Joanna's a very intelligent striker, one of the best in the UFC, not just straw weight. So I'm going to have to go and watch that fight before I can tell you what I think. Yeah, it's 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 an exciting matchup. I like it. I, I'm excited to finally be very excited for a straw weight championship because until now it's been just who's – you want her going to beat up on. Yeah. And now it's finally... If anybody can actually even give her a challenge. 
it's now it's real competitive. I like the Nunez and uh, Shevchenko fight too. It's uh, yeah, that one that's gonna be there. great. That's gonna be that's one of the closest uh, bantamweight fights I've had to pick so far. I mean, when Ronda was running through people, through people, it was kind of hard to pick against her. Oh, so. But so ever since home upset her, it's been neck and neck with every single fight for that belt. It's, it, but so they fought before, and it was the Nunez, you know, renaked. But it was they've both come so far. But since then, an argument could be made that Shevchenko has come farther. So it's going to be a very interesting fight. Oh, most definitely. And with the mention of home, I think this is a good place to look to the future. I'm so excited for that. It's UFC 208. A a fan, let's see, somebody that's not as into it as us goes, what, home and Durand, I don't even, maybe not not (laughs) even heard of the Durand, I only know home because she knocked out Rousey, but then she lost to Misha, so why am I excited about this? Well... It's going to be the new era of a completely new division. That's always exciting. That's going to be the first time that's happened in our time of watching. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then, if you really look at the rest of the fights, there's some fun fights that that night. Top to bottom, there's some great fights. I'm looking at it right now. Um, I don't remember who Glenn is, but I remember Felipe Nover stepped in to fight Burrell. He wasn't... I think he's like... He's had five losses out of six fights in the UFC, but yeah, he must be. That's exciting. that's the first fight on the card, so. I don't. I remember Glenn, but I remember his name being on a card. But yeah, I have no idea who it is. But then Ryan Lafleur and uh, Ron Carnero. Lafleur does a lot of coaching work. Yeah. Wasn't he? he was like in a some. Thai, wasn't he out in like Thailand or something? Yeah, he it was. Been uh, there for a while. Yeah, I forget what it was. I think it, he runs a gym out there. Yeah, that's uh, that's what he does when he's not. I seem it seems like every fight night I see him in somebody's corner. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that'll definitely be a fun fight. Um, Tybura and uh, Enrique. And you Enrique. know I got to get behind my my guy Tybura, but <laughs> who picked Timothy Johnson? Yeah. Uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough. I. You know, you always get way behind the guys that, you know, we studied outside of the UFC before they were coming in, and Tibera was just wrecking people, but yeah, I've, Timothy I've Johnson had can't be put that, away, man. No, yeah, the stash. It's deadly. The stash cannot be broken. <laughs> and I'm, I remember watching Henrique get destroyed by Ngannou <laughs> in his first fight in the UFC, but... uh since then, he's gotten two straight wins. I remember him being a pretty, pretty good grappler. First of all, yeah, uh, there's a he hasn't beaten any big names, but in heavyweight division, you don't really have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can kind of jump up pretty quick, and you can't hold it against anybody to get beat by Ngannou right now. So no, definitely not. Although it's gonna be that's gonna be competitive for sure. Anthony Hamilton, I wish he would have thrown a few punches with him before he got submitted because, God, that guy has a glass chin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although, that, that right by Fortuna didn't go straight through his temple, so. Yeah. That was a rough yeah, one because I, mean, I picked Hamilton. I kind of feel time. bad for Hamilton. He's been 
Well, he kind was. Of, he's been around for a while, and, and he was looking good before they got in a fight. Yeah, before was, before that, I think he got a couple wins, and he was starting to put some stuff together. But I think this, he, he's just past it. You know, this Jared Brooks guy. He's gonna be a. He's what yeah, twelve and Twelve. Last fight was a knockout in Pancras. Yeah. So, but that's Ian McCall. It's Ian McCall. So, but it's about ring rest, you know. Yeah. He's had five fights fall through because of various yeah. reasons. Yeah, and he can never find a replacement. I mean, that's kind of a division. What was his last too. fight? Uh, UFC, Lineker? UFC 183, John Lineker. Jesus. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Back, back when Lineker was a flyweight. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like so long ago. Surprised that. Yeah, I guess Lineker is the kind of guy you would have to win a decision against. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially for McCall. And at flyweight. All right. Uh, Makachev and Nick Lentz. They they put a lot of competitive fights on here. Um, yeah, these are... There's not there's no setup fights on this. I like that. They're kind of like in the middle of the pack of the division. Pro- mostly because lightweight's been so tough to break through. But, I mean, Makachev beat Chris Wade in his last fight. And Wade isn't a slouch by any means. Lentz, I feel like he's had like 10 fights in the division, something like that. Yeah, his last loss was at Charles Oliveira. He got submitted, but then he's beat Danny Castillo at UFC on Fox 17 and then Michael McBride at 203. I know yeah, he's. Yeah. I, I always found Lentz to be the guy that I didn't think had it, but his chin and then his basically just his wrestling. Yeah, definitely the wrestling. He's yeah, he's he's a pretty strong guy. But Makachev is wrestling based and I don't know if he can keep up with Makachev's wrestling. That's gonna be an interesting one. It's it's wrestling in the United States versus Sambo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean That's why they call it mixed martial arts. Yeah, it's the, that's that'll be an interesting it honestly it might be a snooze fest if neither of them can get the other on the ground. But uh Yeah, I mean it'll it'll be competitive, so that's, that's, that's we'll, kinda, we will appreciate it. Yeah. The casual fan, maybe not. Yeah, we're going to love it. <laughs> there's, there's always the chance for, especially for a casual fan, there being a stalemate on the ground when there's two, you know, good wrestlers. Yeah. But Jack really taught me all of that. The little love stuff you, Jack. To look for. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Baker. <laughs> Move back here. Uh, I wish I could have seen him like, when you went and saw him. Yeah. He, well, he'll, I'm sure he'll come back a lot. He's got enough family out here that he'll do it a lot. Yeah, that's true. we got to get out to uh, Grand Rapids soon. Yeah. Let me skip up to a very exciting fight. Jim Miller, Dustin Poirier. Yeah, I mean, we don't even need to really talk about Reyes Sasaki because it's basically UFC wants to set up Reyes to yeah. get a win streak going. They've been so, doing that for a while, and uh, he'll be he'll be probably the biggest favorite on the card. So, yeah. All right, and Randy Brown, uh, they're trying to build him up as uh, uh, looking for a fight guy that wow. actually landed, or what, like one for four <laughs> so far <laughs> that are actually still in the UFC. Yeah, they really get behind those looking for a fight guys. But he he's improved and. Muhammad is a good striker, but he doesn't really offer a ton past that, so it's that's more of a setup fight for Brown, too. Yeah, because 
His striking is decent, but he's definitely wrestling-based. So yeah. if he gets that down, that's his fight. And if he doesn't... He's got the length, so... I think if he doesn't, they get they get behind Muhammad easily because he's coming off a few finishes. Yeah. But, yeah, let's get to Some a fight-of-the-night candidate right here. Uh. Two guys that just love to throw down. It was hard watching Poirier get fucked up by Michael Johnson. I, I think I picked him in that fight, too, which, yeah, and I, I, in hindsight, not <laughs> not smart, but... Yeah, I know, because I had Johnson, and you were very upset with me. Well, yeah, that's just me with you most of the time, <laughs> regardless. Yeah. Touche. Or I'll rub it in your face when I win. <laughs> yeah, I, it was one of those things where, okay, they're both good at striking. I think, you know... Johnson's got him on the ground, and he ended up just knocking him the fuck out instead, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But Jim Miller, Jim Miller's, the, Jim Miller's the guy that I keep thinking, all right, he's had a good run. Yeah, I was going to say, when is he going to just... Every single fight, like, he had a good run. He was... Somebody he lost out. four out of five fights against good competition. We're talking, like, Diego Sanchez, Dariush... Chiesa and Cerrone. Cerrone, yeah. And then he rails off three straight wins, <laughs> and now he's back, like, creeping into the, like, near the top 15. Yeah. I'll, I'll be first to say I picked Alves over him, Tiago Alves, for sure. It had been a while since Alves fought. Uh, Ring yeah. rust is a thing. I remember that was that was close, but I think I took Alves, too. He was coming down from welterweight, and you think maybe he'll outmuscle Miller, but... Miller's just a beast. <laughs> I think Alves might. I remember thinking, you know, four years ago, Alves might be done, but yeah, maybe he shouldn't have come back. But now we're looking. This, this is, we're looking this, ahead. This Miller fight's actually Poirier. really gonna. This is gonna really tell me whether or not Miller's still competitive. And it's also gonna tell us whether Poirier actually is a top ten guy in the lightweight division. Yeah, both because he railed here. off a couple impressive wins, but. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of... You got knocked <laughs> the fuck out. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to put into that fight. I like that. Guys guys always uh, react differently to shit like that. So yeah, I had He hasn't that. really beaten anybody in the top... Like, honestly, even near the top 15. That's true. Like Medeiros and Joe Duffy and Bobby Green. But, yeah, this this is definitely... This might be my number one for fight of the night right now. I don't know. I'm looking at this main event, or, or you know, main card, and that's tough. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I, I also, I could see how there could be a lot of domination there. If yeah. Teixeira comes back strong after getting <laughs> murdered by <laughs> Anthony Johnson and brought back to life. That guy's a monster. <laughs> Yeah. share is never a guy you'd expect to go comatose, but if Rumble just has that power. Yeah. yeah. There's there there one guy in the division that could do it, and <laughs> it was Rumble. Yeah. Cannoneer is, he's not a bad fighter either. I, I remember scouting him when he was a heavyweight fighting out of in Alaska, and he had his debut. He got knocked out by Sean Jordan, mm-hmm. but then he came back, won a couple, he won a, won a fight at heavyweight. Beat that uh, Ian uh, Hutalaba. His yeah. last fight. That was exciting. That was a good fight. Because that guy's a like. I think that one fight of the night, actually. Yeah. 
but the last uh, game we put out and Cannoneer just very intelligent in that fight versus the Sean Jordan fight where he was just kind of winging and then yeah. got caught. Yeah, he wasn't a heavyweight. He's far too short for that. Yeah. <laughs> and you got if you're gonna fight at five eleven and heavyweight, you got to be Mark Hunt. <laughs> you got to have Mark Hunt kind of power. But uh, I think light heavy is where you, where you should be. But yeah, I think the entire fight is based on how does Cannoneer improve and how does Teixeira rebound. Yeah, it's it's how how much of Teixeira is left after that knockout because he's not young. <laughs> yeah, he's getting yeah. up there. You you know some of these Brazilians, man, they're freaking they're all forty and they're still like <laughs> dominating. Yeah. Still uh, showing up. I had said there wasn't any setup fights, but I think Ronaldo Souza, Tim Bosch might be a setup fight. Uh, that was literally because no one wants to fight that, Jacare. That's that's the rebuttal. Yeah. But can you blame him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'd, Romero got very lucky that that spinning back fist landed on him. Yeah. Because I I took Souza. I remember. Oh, yeah. I think we both did. I think everybody did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim Bosch is he's been impressive, but um. I think this is just going to be outclassed. Oh, yeah. There's tracker rays on a different level. The only possible way I see Boach winning is if he lands a right hand early. Yeah, yeah he's got to... He's, he's got to catch him off guard. He's got to catch a lucky counter, maybe with him coming in. Yep. Uh, he's coming off two, you know, TKO finishes. Josh, Salmon, Saman. Yeah, and... Um, Rafael Who's the last one? That was 205. Rafael Natal. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. easy. That's an easy card to be forgotten in. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure he was, like, he was probably near the bottom, I think. Because yeah. that was stacked. I think he might have been the Fox Sports one. But. And I think the way Souza came out against Belfort in his last fight, he he's not the kind of guy that's just going to get cocky and rush in yeah, like no. Rockhold did against Bisping. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't. He seems to be tactical, and he's yeah, no matter what the matchup, he he takes it intelligent. He takes it like whoever it is can knock him out, yeah. which is the way to go. You know, you want to be. He's going to stick to his game plan, avoid the big shots, get him on the ground, and you want to be the flashy guy, but metaphorically rape him, <laughs> yeah, almost physically. <laughs> uh, Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Probably my hardest <laughs> pick of this night. Is the co-main event? Yeah, me too. Oh, I was, so was going to say because uh, it's tough because the matchup is like so. It's like bad for both of them. <laughs> it's kind of the kind of guy that could beat him in you know both yeah. ways. Like Silva, his style is probably it's close enough to Whitaker, like how he would approach with that fight. Almost, Faster, uses his feet well, likes to counter. But it's almost that he only counters, and that's yeah. That that like for me, that's that's why I don't think he'll ever get back to championship contention. Well, yeah, there's a reason why he's what oh four and a no contest in well, his last five. I mean, half of it's because of his leg snapping in half and <laughs> the doping stuff. A quarter of it is, <laughs> <laughs> and then. uh but Derek Brunson is the kind of guy to, you know, I mean, usually the kind of guy to rush in with a big flurry, and that's mm-hmm. the, exactly the kind of guy that Silva can take out still. Yeah. 
but but also Brunson's a good wrestler. And so if he gets the right coaches, right, the right coaching at his camp, that's the kind of guy that can beat Silva, like Sanin for four and a half rounds and <laughs> Cormier. And even uh, Weidman on the second fight in the first round. He did yeah, take him down. True. He hurt him and dominated on the ground. And I, I feel the second that Brunson got this card drawn, it was for this fight drawn, It was he was preparing for... Not rushing in because it's the guy you don't do that. But because also, that's the one way he could catch you. The way he does his flurries, it's almost like he might just stay out of range for like a hand counter, you know, like a hook or something. Because when he's coming in, it's all like head down and full extension. But uh, it's definitely not a smart way to do things. That's, that's a very I had way. like a panic attack during the Whitaker fight, like every five <laughs> seconds. So I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But, and, uh, it's tough because Anderson Silva, there's no way not to totally love the guy because, you know, the highlights they're showing, you shake your head at the Rich Franklin. Rich oh Franklin God. does that come in thing. He literally just lays back, just... Like, rack him, sack him, one extension, mm-hmm. puts him straight out, and just kind of, that was his only movement he made. Yeah. <laughs> it's the guy. And like, the Belfort. Or was it, was it Belfort, or was Belfort, that the Couture? kick. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he just, and they keep showing the highlight of the Bisping flying knee, which, at which, the end of the day, uh, was legal. Because it, it wasn't yeah, interfered with. It was legal. Bisping, Bisping was just a fucking... Dumbass, yeah, honestly. That was on Fight Pass, so if you didn't see it, that was that was when Bisping lost his mouthpiece, and then he looked at the ground, looked at the mouthpiece, looked at the ref, waiting for him to stop it. Silva goes, well, we're, he didn't stop it, so he just double-flying knees him right in the fucking mouth. Yeah. And, then, and Herb uh, Dean's not the kind of guy that's going to stop it with one second left. Yeah, he gets... Like, he should. He gets enough shit for... He said... <laughs> he's in... He, which, he's that one... Situation. That one I get, because... Literally, it landed Bell. Like, yeah. it wasn't, there wasn't, he was going in to finish it, um, like it was with uh, Cowboy and Masvidal. Well, I mean, you gotta give Which, it to Bisbing, because who takes that knee and, and still, still wins. wins the fight? <laughs> oh my god. But he honestly, was, he might have won all five rounds if he didn't, because he did look different after that. Yeah. But, that's, no, that's true. There's a reason why he's champ right now. So, let's move to the main event because there's yeah, so many. There's not much. Yeah, there's not much more we can say about that. That's going to be. Yeah, that, that's one of the harder fights on the card to decide. Not taking. But away. I also think it's going to be one-sided, one way or the other. I don't see it being like a slugfest with those two. But I think there's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of that, you know feeling each other out. I think the first round might have three strikes. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that yeah. kind of fight. I wouldn't be surprised. So, you know, be patient with it, but... And Silva's training with Jack Ray, so... Is he? Yeah, <laughs> so... Well, uh, that might be the answer he needs to try and wrestle, or at least, you know, counter-wrestle with Runson if it comes to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, main event. Holding into random. Not trying to take away from... You know, I'm... Trying to make people like this main event and everything involved. I mean, a, a new. I mean, it's kind of hard to like live up to whether with Cyborg not being 
in this fight. Yeah, which, I mean, if we're, if we're talking cyborg for a second, it looked like she was going to just be dead pretty soon anyway with these weight cuts. I mean, it, she was on And also she failed that drug test. So yeah. And she's probably done for a while anyways, but... There's a lot of... There's a lot of story behind that, you know, what's true, what's not. It was, you know, about, uh... They haven't made an official ruling yet, so... Yeah, there's... there's, We'll we'll wait on that, because I want to wait till we know everything. Yeah. But it's really... It's hard for me to go from Anderson Silva and Derek Brunson to Holly Holm and Durand to me, just because I'm so excited about the other one. Oh, yeah. But I should be more excited about this one. No, this this should be a good fight. The only problem that I'm having is Durandami hasn't fought anybody. The the f- people that she has beaten, 0-6 in the UFC so far. Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, when she's fighting at bantamweight, she's so much bigger than all these other girls. <laughs> Whereas home, it's different because she was, she was never stronger than the top tier. She was always just... More technical and a better kickboxer. Um, more precise. That's a solid ass point. I didn't because uh, for me and Duran to me is like a minus one twenty five. That's gonna change. It's that's very close right now. But uh, it, she she's the kind of fighter where I, I found she brought more diversity to the table, like where she had a little more of the grappling experience. Oh, Duran to me. Yeah, yeah, I think she was a Muay Thai champion, and yeah, like I'm sure there's a jiu-jitsu background. Times. Yeah, I gotta listen to Joe Rogan's pep talk. You know, they mm-hmm. they, they showed it like nine times last night, but yeah, usually eating pizza or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a I got a chicken Alfredo pizza, which was very like this is gonna suck or gonna be great. And it was great. Oh. Yeah. Impressive. Thanks for making me hungry, asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm also hungry. <laughs> uh, we're real close to Super Bowl time, so there's going to be plenty of eating, I'm sure, when you get out there. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Holly Holm, why, why, why Holly Holm? Why do you think she's going to get it? I mean, it's hard to get behind someone with no experience. Just looking at how Grasso was so impressive, but... When you're going against someone with as much experience as Holm has, and I mean, she was winning four and a half rounds against yeah, Misha Tate before she let her get her back. <laughs> and it was badass that she went out. She didn't ever think yeah. about tapping. She went mm-hmm. out. Um, uh, it's kind of tough because so. Holm Shevchenko was kind of probably, Shevchenko was probably the closest opponent to mimic Durandame that Holm has fought in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And what a war. But you can't, you know, Shevchenko had a little bit more experience than Durandame even. Yeah. So I get why. And I think she's, so close she's a this. more intelligent striker as well. Holm. It, no, uh, Shevchenko, then Durand oh, me. Well, yeah, absolutely. My The other X factor for me is, do you know where Holm is training? Like, is she... I, yeah, I don't know it off the top of my head. We gotta figure out what... You know, who she's working with for her wrestling, because that's gonna be a huge X factor. I think, also, it's gonna be... How can she control distance? And footwork. 
because I bet you Duranami comes flying in and Holm is going to have to be able to sidestep those blitzes and control the distance to be successful. I think she'll have the cardio advantage, so... Holm? Yeah. I yeah. think uh depends on how long the fight lasts, because Duranami can definitely finish it in the first couple rounds, but also how how many punches can Holm take? We've never really seen anybody challenge her on the feet. Besides Shevchenko, yeah, but and that was that was a very technical verse. Yeah, you know, wasn't as much touch, power. Touch, touch, yeah. And Duranami is much larger than Shevchenko, so I think she'll probably be carrying more weight by fight time. So uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be that'll be interesting. UFC 208 is, it's a good card. Everyone's it's going to be an underrated card. Probably a few buys, but yeah, it's, we're yeah, going to enjoy gonna it. Touch. It's not going to touch what that's at, but we're going to have fun. The uh, <laughs> I, I really thought, I didn't think that last night's card was going to be as underrated as it was, but it was fantastic. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's always like with 206, how that was one of the best cards of the year. When right. no one no one bought it. Yeah. <laughs> you like, know? Oh, you mean the one it fight? Like hundred thousand buys, yeah. There was one fight we wanted to see and that got cancelled. No, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That <laughs> was crazy. <laughs> so how fast do you think the women's featherweight roster will fill? They'll take their time. Kinda like what they I did. Mean, well, I mean, I can't say kinda how they did with Strawweight because they literally did a show just for that, but yeah. I think they'll take their time because some fighters are going to want a strawweight or a flyweight division too. Yeah. So they'll have to just poach fighters from other uh, promotions. I mean, I, I definitely see, but you know, the ultimate fighter is struggling to survive right now. Yeah. And uh, so if they're, you know gonna try and oh it would make it would definitely make sense to do a feather a women's featherweight and a women's uh flyweight ultimate fighter pair those two together yeah where like winners yeah. get either for flyweight belt or for this the title shot yeah i i, mean, I doubt they do that again especially so recently after the uh, mighty mouse elliot fight um I mean, but i i could definitely see them doing that to fill out their divisions for for me, I see it as the Ultimate Fighter struggling real bad, and as somebody that really really likes fights, the Ultimate Fighter twenty four, where they fought for the Mighty Mouse shot, was the first one I've watched in a long time. Yeah, that really got me. Where it's this is this is almost a tournament for the championship, and at the end of the day, that was tournament of champions. So there's even more into it, but you know, I find the most exciting Ultimate Fighters were. The Bantamweight one. Yeah. Or the Strawweight one. To Asparza ended up taking that one, right? Mm -hmm. Over Nami Yunus. And then, uh, you know, this last one with Mighty Mouse. So, I mean, if they're trying to survive that bad, there's not really a better choice. I mean, the Dillashaw Garbrandt was... It's going to be interesting, but it's almost too much fabrication of... <laughs> like, it seems too fabricated. Everybody's yelling at each other. I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, I can see where there would be bad blood there, and I don't think you can fake the blood, the bad blood between Faber and Dillashaw. That's true. 
But, but what the uh, fuck was the Benavides versus Cejudo? <laughs> I used to fuck guys like you in high school. Yeah, like, that should have been where the Ultimate Fighter was like, well, <laughs> we had a good run. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that was that was rough. But, yeah, that that's, that's my one issue. Is almost the entire UFC has become... Some stuff's getting a little overfabricated. I mean, when you have a talent agency taking over, it's kind of like it's going to be more of a show. Yeah. You got to expect that. And, you know, $4 billion. They just got to get better actors or uh, (laughs) (laughs) make some some actual real matchups that people want to see. I guess this is discrepancy of, you know, people that have watched it and loved it for what it is for so long versus, you know, maybe this is what they need to bring in more people. Yeah. But, boy, those, was it the last card, which was on the UFC on Fox, um, Mm -hmm. I saw only, like, two minutes of that dude they got from the WWE that was at the commentary table. Yeah. It's the guy that everyone thought was going to replace Goldberg. But it turns out he's probably just gonna be, oh. he's probably just gonna be sitting there with like Cormier and uh, you know Cruz mm-hmm. and them just sitting at the desk. It sounds like Anik's gonna be you know kind of in Goldberg's position. Oh but, yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, I think he's great. John Anik's yeah, he's a smart guy and he knows what he's doing. But I've enjoyed the, the cards where it's him and Brian Stan. Yeah, Brian so. Stan's great. Yeah, man, he's. That's a good tandem to have. So, I still love Joe Rogan. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> yeah, you can't not love Joe Rogan. He's he's a little repetitive sometimes, and he's you know. But also, there's been so many times where he like calls something just before it happens. Oh yeah. It's like oh yeah, watch out for that overhand right. Oh oh, overhand <laughs> overhand right knocks him out. Well shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's all over. You're totally right on that because the the one that sticks out to me. Was Barboza with that wheel kick on? Was that Eric Coke? Just it was the wheel kick by Barboza that made that guy starch harder than anybody's ever starched. Martins? Oh, it was Martins. Martins. It was Martins. Coke and Martins kind of. Yeah. They were shaved head guys. Uh, and sure. The call by Joe was literally, and Coke's gonna want to try and, you know, be a little more at distance so he doesn't get knocked out. As he said it, as he said knocked out, he knocked him the fuck out and starched him. <laughs> He was like, uh, as I said it. <laughs> uh, but uh, this WWE guy, I really hated his guts, honestly. Every, everything he said was, you could tell he had no idea anything about yeah. what was going on. And eh, I, I, don't, I don't get that. I don't get why he's, he's at the commentary table. I was kind of surprised, surprised they got rid of Goldberg, though. Like, so suddenly, without a real plan in place. Well, but, I think you might be right. That was, you know, the talent guy saying, well, WWE, this guy, everybody knows this guy. Yeah. And he comes over and he's like, oh, fuck, he doesn't know anything about fighting. Yeah. So, uh, this was a mistake. Well, fuck that guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's getting to be pretty close to Super Bowl time. Mm-hmm. And we're not missing it for you assholes, so. You got, you got Atlanta? I got Atlanta. We're going to stick with the underdogs. I'll take Atlanta, too. I'll put five bucks on them, so why not? Flip-flopper. Oh, flip-flopper. I, I, 
the, the thing that got me was everybody was like, don't bet against Bill. That's the one rule in all of sports betting. I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for listening. This was fun. I'm excited for 208. We'll talk to you after. And this has been On the Button. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.